Joining us right now on the Knockdown Sports Show hotline, on the Knockdown Sports Show podcast, it is the head coach of the Hellgate Knights, Mick Morris, joining us right now as we continue our summer coaches preview as we get ready for the high school football season here in 2021 in Class AA. Coach Morris, it is great to chat with you. Thank you so much for the time. I hope you're doing well. I am, Anthony, and, you know, thanks a lot for, you know, going through all this, even though when you're not in Montana anymore, you know, I really appreciate what you do for for obviously for football in general, but specifically for the double A. It's it's definitely unmatched and certainly, you know, very appreciative to our program and our kids. Well, Coach, it's so much fun to cover the league and cover what you guys do. And like I said, there's so many talented football players in double A. It's just so fun to cover those guys. And I know we're going to talk about some really fun players that you have on your roster this year here in a little bit, Coach. But uh, to start with this, um, in five to ten years' time, if someone was to come up to you and, and ask you to describe what it was like to coach during COVID and coach in 2020, how would you describe it? Well, I think first and foremost, just the uncertainty. Um Uncertainty from whether we're even going to have a season to, you know, from a week-to-week basis, what school going to look like. But, you know, I, I kind of look at it from the other side of things, too, and I, I really think it was a blessing. And, you know, it gave us an opportunity. You know, we at, at Missoula, at least, we only had our kids at school two days a week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was an alpha split, so they would come, you know, um, Monday, Wednesday, and then their kids would come Tuesday, or, sorry, Tuesday, Thursday, and then our kids would come Wednesday, Friday, but in terms of football, you know, we got to see our kids every day, and that gave our kids a chance to, you know, come out to practice and see each other and, you know, have those conversations and that, you know, kind of, to me, the, the critical part of school is, you know, getting that social side of things down, and not a lot of people got that, and so I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed to be, we were able to do things, um, and if that meant, you know, we had to wear a mask at games, things like that, to me is kind of a, a small price to pay for actually being to be with our kids. Coach, looking at this summer, getting to have a full off season because last year, you know, like you mentioned, there's the uncertainty. There's even uncertainty about how an off season program would run. How are things at this point? Have they kind of returned to normal to what it used to be to what it was in 2019? Yeah, I think it returns normal for us. Um, you know, last summer was, was pretty tough in Missoula because we didn't have access to any of our weight rooms for pretty much the entire summer. And so um, that's hard. You know, it's hard to go into a season, you know, when your kids haven't haven't really lived and stuff. And I don't, you know, I don't know how other schools. I feel like it maybe from an injury standpoint maybe bit us a little bit. But, no, this summer's been great. You know, we had weight room open, got a good group of kids showing up. We were able to go to summer camps, you know, team camps, individual camps. So, yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's pretty much back to normal for us. Hopefully it stays that way. Well, Coach, you just talked about camps and all the things that you guys are able to do during the summer. What's been the biggest thing that you've taken away so far that you've seen from your program? I think we just got a, a good, solid group of, of kids that are committed. And I, you know, in my five years, this has been probably the best summer that we've had. Uh, we have some, you know, some leaders stepping up senior-wise that are getting other kids in the weight room and getting kids to camps and you know, we have a lot more kids going to individual camps. So, you know, I definitely feel like we're ahead of where we normally are, which is a good thing. I was going to say, Coach, I look at your team, and, and as I was doing my Way Too Early Look series, and I know we're going to talk about them individually here in a second, but it just feels like with the team and, and, the, and the pieces that you have, this can be a really, really exciting year for the Hellgate Knights. 
is do you do you feel that energy? Do the kids feel that kind of energy right now in in, in the off season in the weight room and in what you guys are doing in training? Yeah, I think so. You know, obviously we we have been blessed at Hellgate to have some some pretty dang good athletes over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. We just didn't have very many of them. And I think this year we we do have more depth. Like we have more some more blue chip kids, and I think you know the wealth will be spread around a little bit more. We're still always going to battle that depth issue and a numbers issue, and we're just not going to have those numbers. So, you know, I would say kids are definitely excited, and I'm, I'm hoping we'll be more competitive. Is that going to equate to more wins or more close games? I, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Coach, something that was interesting, you posted this on social media, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this, is the practice field situation. It sounds like to me, from, from what I understand, and, and you clarify this for me, it sounds like you guys are going to have to practice at Big Sky this year because you guys don't have access to a, a practice field? Yeah, and this is the – actually, this will be the second year. So um, our practice facility is down on the River Bowl field, um, which is, um, you know, it's about two and a half blocks from Hellgate. And, but that's – co-owned between the school district and the city and it's it's been kind of a disaster to be honest with you since i've I've come here and uh last year uh, it was in pretty bad shape we had a a couple of kids that got hurt on it oh i think about the third week of the season fourth week of the season rolled ankles were out for the season on gopher holes and stuff so they ended up shutting the field down last last year we actually practiced out at fort missoula um, on the turf soccer field. So we didn't even have football lines out there for half the season. Um, the solution that our district came up this year was to send us out to Big Sky to practice out there. So they got, um, you know, they got two, almost three brand new practice fields out there. So I think we'll be practicing uh, in the stadium, I think, for the most part, which, you know, I think our kids are excited about that, but it's also, you know, it's it's tough. You know, we have a lot of our kids that, live in Bonner, Clinton, Potomac, and that's just a little bit more of a drive for a lot of them. So it's it definitely is an unfortunate situation, Anthony. I, I really hope that our district kind of works towards getting a more permanent solution for us. And it's hard because there's really one field is all down in the River Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, beyond, it's, it's also our outdoor PE complex as well. So we have our PE kids that are supposed to be able to use it, and then you have all the different, you know, Frisbee golf games and everybody else down there as well. So, yeah, it's 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 certainly not ideal. Coach, let me get your thoughts on this because you're talking about going out to Big Sky. Obviously, you're talking about that drive because I know that's you know neither school is really close to one another. Obviously, um, yeah. So, are you guys having to change your practice schedule? Are you guys going to be even to allow, able to practice right after school, or do you have to change it to like a six o'clock practice? Well, we're kind of trying to figure that out. So our our school start times in Missoula changed pretty significantly going into this year, too. So school in Missoula is now, um, I believe we're going 9 to 4, mm. which we used to go about 7.50 to 3. So, yeah, so, you know, we got school 4 o'clock. Realistically, by the time we can get, get kids out to Big Sky, we're probably not going to be able to start until about 5, I wouldn't imagine. That makes long days, yeah. It's, but, you know, it, it is what it is, and we'll certainly make the most of it. Absolutely. Right now we are with the head coach of the Hellgate Knights, Mick Morris. He's giving us insight and a preview of the 2021 Knights as we get ready for the high school football season in Class AA. Uh, coach, let's talk about your team. Uh, like I said, these two guys have been so fun to watch last season. Ian Finch has been fun to watch the last two seasons. Uh, let's start with Ian Finch. Again, just recently named an Exios All-American at the wide receiver position. What have you seen from him? How's his summer gone so far? 
Yeah, it's gone really well. He's had a lot of camps, um, been going to a lot of individual camps, and, um, you know, he's he's really working his tail off, especially in the weight room. Um, you know, putting on a little bit of weight, he's gotten a little heavier. Um, you know, I think is quick, you know, he's still running really well. Um, he's had a really good summer. I'm excited to see, obviously, what this year brings for him. I was going to say, what's his hunger like to, to get better, um, things like that, anything particular that he's been trying to really work on? You know, I think I think he wants to play Division One football, obviously. Um, and uh, you know, he's just a kid. And I I don't know how else to say. He just he knows how to catch the football, and mm-hmm. he's got great size. And you know, we he even you know he played varsity for us as a freshman, was catching touchdowns, and he's just continued on doing that. And I think you know his goal is I think you know he he would love to you know suit up for the Grizz, or the Cats, or you know he's kind of been talking North Dakota State a little bit and. And so I think that's his goal. And so I hope, uh, you know, I think there's some, some types of offers out there, but I'm not sure they're quite what he wants at this point. So I think he's really looking forward to, you know, proving people that hopefully he can play at that level. Coach, taking a look at the other side, uh, still at the wide receiver position, uh, lining up opposite of Ian Finch is Leo Filardi, a guy that set a state record last year in that game against Glacier uh, for receiving yards. Um, what's his summer been like? Yeah, I, honestly, probably very similar to Ian. Um, just a lot of seven on sevens. Um, you know, a lot of went to some individual camps, lifting, um, you know, working on trying to get faster. Um, yeah, Leo's a, he's a great, you know, such a good kid. He's quiet. He's kind of unassuming, but he, he knows how to play football. And, uh, we kind of had a feeling he was going to have a, a good season last year. I don't know if we expected him to have, I mean, even beyond that. Um, Glacier game, which was obviously insane. He had a really good season, even outside mm-hmm. of that, for a sophomore. So it's you know it's it's important for us, especially throwing the ball, that that we can have somebody else out there that you know can kind of take a little bit of the pressure off of Ian. If you know Ian kind of demands a double team, and so if we can have another kid go out there and be able to catch footballs and make plays, that's that's critical for our success. Coach, I think your wide receiving core rivals Billings West is for the top billing as the top receiving group in, in the AA and maybe even the state of Montana when you've got guys that are essentially either one of those guys could be a number one on any team and would be on actually every team a number one probably. But having those two guys line up opposite each other, having um, that nightmare essentially for defensive coordinators, how big of an advantage is that? How much does that allow you to get creative? Well, I think it should a lot more and, you know, kind of – we went into a situation last year where we thought we had a, you know, pretty solid running back in Jake Sweatland, and then he broke his leg early on in the season. And to be honest, we didn't really have an, another guy to step in that role, so we kind of said, well, to heck with it, let's just throw it every time. And, you know, I think it's critical when, when teams are, you know, dropping seven guys, sometimes eight guys back in coverage, to still be able to make completions and, you know, put the ball in the end zone is important. But I think this year, you know, Hopefully that'll help us manage the box a little bit and, and help us to, to establish a little bit of a running game, which we didn't have last year. And, you know, if we can you know, kind of stretch the field a little bit like we were able to last year and add in, you know, the dimension of an actual running game, you know, hopefully offensively we should be should be pretty tough. Coach, speaking of Jake Sweatland, as you mentioned, uh, you know, a lot lost last year to an injury early on in the season. First off, how is he uh, recovering right now? Is he fully healthy? And, um, you know, how's his summer been as he comes back from injury? Yeah, he seems to be fully healthy, uh, you know, has some good camps and stuff. And um, he he just, 
even, you know, from the moment he got hurt and had surgery, I mean, he worked his tail off to get back. I mean, he was doing physical therapy every day. He was coming into the weight room and lifting what he could, you know, came back uh, during track season, I think much earlier than he was even supposed to. He was a little bit disappointed in his track season, but I think all things considered, it was, it was really successful. And, you know, I think he's, I think he's kind of poised to have a, a pretty, pretty breakout year, hopefully. I was going to say, Coach, I can't wait to see, and hopefully he does, because like I said, he was so fun to watch uh, his sophomore year. It's disappointing to see him lose uh, the last part of his junior year as well. And, and along with that, Coach, you kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but right now what is the depth looking like at those skill positions behind Swetland and behind the two receivers we talked about? Uh, you got some guys that you, you're kind of feeling excited about that have impressed you so far. Yeah, I mean, I, running back, we're, we're a little thin behind Jake, and I, you know, I think if if needed and something happened, we could put somebody like Leo Filardi back there, and he he would, I think, certainly be pretty dynamic. Um, and then I, I do think we have a pretty deep class of receivers. Um, got a kid Asher Top. You know, he's a really good athlete. He lost most of last year to an injury as well. Um, you know, he's a good sized kid. He's about Ian's height, a little lighter. Um, he's pretty dynamic. Um, Mario Rosenman's another junior coming in that, that caught footballs for us last year. Um, Elijah Swartz is another junior that, that caught football for us. Um, got some, got some other kids out, like a, a kid by the name of Sam Shields, who's, um, was a, was a hockey player and decided he wanted to play football. So, you know, I think we do have some depth at receiver, which is nice. Coach, let's take a look at the offensive line and one guy that's garnering a lot of attention is, uh, Tommy Nelson here. So first off, let's just start with him. What's his summer been like and what have you seen from him that's really impressed you? Yeah, um, you know, kind of same thing as kind of all of our guys, you know, has really been working his tail off, hasn't really missed any lifting sessions, been doing really well at the individual camps and team camps, and, you know, starting to kind of rack up some of those college offers. The thing I was impressed with him, you know, the talent was always kind of there, and, you know, we kind of challenged him. We needed him to be more of a mauler inside, and, um, you know, he had, I felt, had a really good team camp. Um, Certainly, you know, I think, you know, showed kind of that toughness that you want to see in an offensive lineman that maybe we hadn't seen in past years. So we're excited for him. And to be honest with you, Anthony, this is probably, this will be the best offensive line, you know, since I've been at Hellgate. Um, we certainly have a lot more size than we traditionally do. And, you know, we bring back all five starters. Uh, so that's positive. We'll have, you know, I think should have about two, two or three seniors starting and then, um, you know, two or three juniors as well. So we're excited about that group and, you know, hopefully it allow us to be, you know, a little more dynamic on offense and not necessarily just one-sided and getting the ball out as fast as possible because we don't have time. And, you know, we're excited about that group for sure. Well, I was going to say, Coach, who were some of those guys outside Tommy, uh, in particular those yeah, seniors so, that really, really stepped up so far? Yeah, Lane Cooney. Um, Lane has been a – he'll be a three-year starter for us. He's a – you know, won a, won a state discus championship on the last throw, um, in track and field. So really, you know, got some success there. And, you know, he's picked up, a, you know, an offer to Montana Western. So he's, we expect big things out of him. Um, you know, they should, you know, at least right now, you know, Tommy Lane will be our tackles and then inside. Um, we got a Mikey Gross who started for us last year. You know, he's a big kid. And then, Nick Lowry um, is another junior who will start. Probably he'll either be guard or, or tackle. And um, he's probably the kid in our program that I've seen the most physical transformation um, from one year to the next. I mean, he just he got he got pretty big, put on a lot of muscle. 
Um, seems pretty dynamic. And then we have uh, Carter Polinchek, um, missed last year uh, with an injury, and, and he'll be back at center for us. So, you know, we're we're pretty excited for that group, and we have some other kids behind him. Like Kenny Colton gave us a lot of, a lot of you know, time last year, played a lot for us. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's, you know, I don't know how we stack up, obviously, versus the rest of the double A. Um, certainly it's, it's, it's the best that, that we've had since, since I've been at Hellgate. So we feel pretty good about that group. I was going to say, Coach, having five starters back, I, I got to say that gives you a leg up on a lot of teams because, uh, you know, not everybody can, has that opportunity. Very few teams even do. So, uh, like you said, the offensive line looking like a strength for you guys. Uh, let's talk about the quarterback position. Obviously, Dante might yeah. play quarterback for you guys last year. Uh, how's the quarterback room shaping up for Hellgate? Yeah, it's good. Um, our, our QB is going to be a kid by the name of Connor Dick. Um, you know, Connor's really a phenomenal athlete that uh, got hurt last summer, had a pretty devastating knee injury um, playing summer basketball, and he missed um, all last. All his, he'll be a junior. He missed his whole sophomore. You know, missed football, missed basketball, missed track. Um, you know, good sized kid. He's I don't know. He's probably six four, six five, getting close to two hundred pounds. So. Um, we're, we're excited about him. I, you know, I think it's going to take him some time to kind of settle into that quarterback position. He played as a freshman and played a lot of JV for us. And, you know, he actually played a little bit of varsity for us at cornerback. So, you know, he knows how to play the game and he's certainly, a, he really is a, a tremendous athlete. Um, it's just going to take him time to, you know, learn how to play quarterback. That's the toughest, toughest position in sports, in my opinion. So. Um, I think uh, I think he should be all right. He'll be he'll be pretty good. Right now we are with the head coach of the Hellgate Knights, Mick Morris, as we're going to preview to the 2021 Hellgate Knights football team as we get ready for the season. Week one now, just about a month away. Uh, coach, let's flip it to the other side of the ball. Let's talk defense. Let's talk about the defensive line. Uh, how's that position shaping up? As one of the keys to a great defense is always getting pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, that's definitely an area that, that we've struggled in as defense, you know, the last, you know, since I've been here and it's hard. I think defense really comes down to if you, if you have the guys or not and not so much scheme. And, um, you know, it's just going to be a, it's going to be hard for us because we're going to have to make that decision of, of do we really want a lot of our, our dudes going both ways or do we not? And, you know, those same offensive line guys that I talked about are really good defensive line guys, but I, you know, I do think we have some depth there to, to get those guys breaks. And so hopefully, you know, we have, you know, especially last year, we were unable to get much pressure on the quarterback at all. And I think that makes life hard on everyone, linebackers, DBs. And I, I do think that hopefully that's different this year where we'll be able to, you know, some of those some of those guys will be able to get some pressure back there and hopefully ease up on our, our backers and, and DBs, hopefully. Well, Coach, speaking to those positions as well, how do you feel about uh, those positions on the back end there, uh, linebackers and uh, the, the defensive backfield? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's tough, Anthony, because those are also our, our offensive guys as well. And so mm. they're they're really good football players and they're tough kids. And, you know, I think the thing that's plagued us and I think a lot of other schools in our position is, you know, we're able to be competitive and, and hang tough, but, you know, we get to that second half and, our kids are exhausted on both sides of the ball. And, you know, obviously I've got to do a better job of, of you know, kind of generating that depth. So I think, you know, hopefully we, we got a little bit, a few more kids that can kind of step in there and, you know, maybe some names that, 
we, we you haven't heard that can kind of step in there and, and you know we had some kids at camp like a Henry Hess who you know played some cornerback for us and went out there and did a really good job so it's definitely going to be a teeter totter for us is just trying to kind of manage uh, you know how much our kids are in the game and making sure that they're getting out and you know hopefully we're able to do that a little bit more successfully this year than we have in the past. Coach, how big will training camp be in that evaluation process? Obviously, as you talk about, you know, trying to find those guys, and it sounds like it'll, the chess match will be trying to find some young guys that you hope or, or maybe can think of as an evaluation of whether or not they can handle that varsity time. Because, again, I know that's always tough for young football players. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it kind of goes back to our offensive line. You know, it's, it's, yeah, we have five starters back, but, you know, kind of the reason we have five starters back is, you know, we didn't have a lot of, you know, we had to have young kids, you know, we started three sophomores on the offensive line, which, you know, they're good kids, but, you know, in most cases that, that shouldn't happen, but for us it did. And so, you know, I think unfortunately, you know, we're going to be in a similar boat this year, even whether it's on defense, where we're going to have to start some young kids. And so I think we got a good start at camp and we did some really nice things at camp. I just think we're going to have to, you know, kind of continue to, to develop that depth, you know, some kids that, you know, Maybe maybe grew a little bit over the summer that we haven't seen as much, or you know sometimes you always get a new kid or two to move in, and you know hopefully uh, you know hopefully we can we can be a little tough on the on the defensive side. You know we need something to pair. I feel like we should be pretty good on offense. We just got to be able to get a few stops here and there. Coach, one of my last questions I want to ask you is just kind of get your thoughts because obviously in Missoula, it's been something that's been talked about quite a bit. It's the open enrollment. It's the numbers. So I, I want to ask you, are you seeing the changes that have been talked about yet? Are you seeing uh, the, the numbers kind of sway? What are your What are your thoughts so far? Is There's been a lot of chatter about some change in Missoula. Yeah, I think it's it's become maybe a little bit more difficult to, to transfer. Um, I know that you know, there's been some kids that have tried to transfer, like, middle of semester, like it happened in the past, and the district said no. Um, so I think they're stopping it from that standpoint. But, you know, open enrollment is, I don't think, is any is something you can ever stop. You know, if a, if a kid has a desire and him and his family have the means to go purchase a house in another city or go, go buy a house in, in another district, like, you're not going to stop that. And it actually, to me, it's... It really hurts the kids that don't have the same means because they're not they're not able to do the same thing. So to me, when you really start to, to close down open enrollment, to me it's more of a detrimental effect on, on lower income students that, that can't afford to go move and buy houses and things like that. And to me, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're here to do what's best for kids. And if you know a kid feels that he he needs to go to another school to get a different look, then to me that should be that should be his and his family's decision. Um, you know, my, my job as a football coach is to, to put out a product that kids want to come. And, you know, I, uh, you know, I think you, you, you look at, you know, two of the, two of the bigger name kids in, in Jackson Lee and, you know, Klusiewicz to transfer the last couple of years. You know, I, I, I'm mad about it because they didn't come to Hellgate. And, you know, Dane's done such a good job of building a program that kids want to, want to play. And I, I think for them, it, it gives them an opportunity, you know, coming from, you know, class C school, class A school. It gives them the opportunity to come up to double-A football and, and you know, prove, prove maybe themselves and definitely prove to colleges that they have what it takes to play. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's what we're here for. Um, we had a, a, a starting middle linebacker, Bridger Hall, from Hellgate a couple of years ago, um, also a really good wrestler. You know, our wrestling program isn't in the best shape right now, or wasn't at the time. 
and so he he literally didn't have a wrestling partner, and so you know he was kind of toying with the idea of transferring over to Big Sky, and you know all of our coaches were like, yeah, you need to go, man, and you know he ended up going over to Big Sky. He won a state championship, um, individual state championship. He got a scholarship to go wrestle in college. And to me, like you know that's that's what it's about, and. You know, my thing is, you know, I, I want you to come to Hellgate, but if, if you don't want to be at Hellgate and you want to go to Big Sky or you want to go to Sentinel, then, man, best of luck to you. Coach, uh, let's talk about looking at the Western AA Conference for just a second here. Um, looking at it, again, it doesn't get any easier. It never does every year. It's just like, okay, who's gotten better? Who's gotten this? Who's gotten that? Uh, what are your thoughts on the Western AA? Yeah, I think just the AA in general. Anthony is always tough, and I think, you know, there were a few years there where, you know, you could look at a Hellgate on your on your schedule and, and kind of circle it down for a win and, and know that it probably wasn't going to be that difficult. But I don't think that's really the case anymore, and especially in the West. Um, but I do think it'll be a little bit more open this year. You know, I think, you know, everybody looked at last year and was like, well, they're, they're Sentinel, you know, and everybody knew what they were going to be, and they were exactly what they what you thought they'd be. And, um, you know, I don't know if there's that same, you know, Helen High's going to be really tough. Sentinel's going to be tough. Glacier's going to be tough, um, you know, and then obviously, you know, Aries done such a good job making Butte um, consistently a playoff team, and Capital's always tough, and then I think you kind of have us and, and Big Sky and Flathead there, you know, like the last couple of years kind of battling it out for that last spot. Maybe there'll be some changes here or there, but, you know, I do think it's, it's definitely more open on the top, and, you know, who can, who can go win one. Coach, uh, looking at the Eastern Conference, because you guys will see them once again as well, uh, what do you think about your opening game against CMR? Yeah, it should be a fun game. You know, we saw them at camp, and um, well, we saw them at 7-on-7 seven seven and at camp, and, you know, they, they seem pretty fired up. Um, that's a, a heck of a tradition at that school, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure it won't be lost on them. You know, that's where we picked up our first win, I don't know, whatever it was, three years ago, and I'm, I'm sure they'll be reminded of that, but I'm sure Coach Morris, you know, who's who's not a cousin, will have uh, those guys <laughs> ready to go, and, and you know, we'll be excited to uh, to see them week one. I was going to say, Coach, uh, <laughs> it, it, it makes me laugh a little bit, but I got I got to ask, what's that like when you guys chat either before the game or after the game when you, you shake hands, you know, and you just go, Coach Morris, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Well, we you know we had a laugh about it when we met for our all conference meetings last year, so. I get the question all the time, like, is it your cousin? And I'm related probably to most Morris's throughout the state of Montana, but uh, for whatever reason, not his family. At least that I know of. I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, we are with here, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights, uh, Mick Morris, as we are chatting with chatting with the Hellgate Knights as he gives us a preview of his team here as we get ready for 2021. Uh, coach, like I said, I, I'm really excited. I think you guys have a very fun team this year. Um, and at the same time, too, you know, and I've chatted with you. I chatted with you when you guys did get that first win. And I chatted with you, uh, you know, uh, when you had Raleigh Wooster playing quarterback, and there was some belief you guys made yeah. the playoffs a couple of years. So for you, because you, you've really built this program back up, how much belief is there now and how much more excitement is there within the program with these guys as, as you guys continue to get better and better? As you mentioned, you're, you're no longer just, okay, circle of W on the schedule. Yeah, and I think it's exciting. You know, it went from, I think, a big mindset for our kids of, like, you know, hoping and praying to maybe win a game to now expecting to win. And, and when they don't, there's that disappointment. And I think that's kind of the first step. And, you know, for us, maybe transitioning into being even more competitive, um, we certainly have some some blue-chip type dudes that we, we really, you know, obviously Raleigh was Raleigh. And, you know, he'll, 
as we all watched him play in March Madness as a true freshman this year, was, you know, you didn't know he was a special athlete. You certainly do now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he, he played such an important role in, in our program, Anthony, and just giving our kids that confidence. And, and I think it's really starting to show now, you know, with Ian Finch and Swetland and Tommy Nelson and Connor Dick and, and these other guys where, you know, they, they don't go out on the field expecting to lose anymore. And, you know, they're going out there to be competitive and win. And I think that's the first step. And obviously then it's on us as coaches to, you know, try to develop plans and stuff to hopefully, you know, allow us to be successful. And like I said, I don't – I'm super excited about our team. Um, I hope that equates to more wins. But, you know, like we talked about, it's it's a dogfight every week. And, you know, a play here, a play there certainly changes the game. So um, hopefully we can get through the season healthy. And I think there's – you know, we have a, a strength conditioning coordinator. Uh, he's our trainer, Paul Cap. Um, he, he, you know, he's due as, as much success as, as anyone in our football program, including myself. Um, he's really got our kids where they need to be, and he's, you know, he puts in more time than anyone um, with our kids in terms of, of getting them better, and then also, you know, making sure that they stay healthy. And you know, just talking with him, you know, he, he really likes where we're at, and you know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get things rolling on a, on a positive note this year. My featured guest, Mick Morris, the head coach of the Hellgate Knights here as we get ready for the 2021 high school football season. Coach, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate the insight into your program. I look forward to many more conversations as we get ready for camp here in just a couple of weeks and the week one season. Hey, thanks a lot, Anthony. And, again, always appreciate what you do for us.